listening to the Worcester Observer Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer Podcast. I'm your host, Rob George. A very happy new year to you. If you haven't had it said 700 times already, I'm very mindful it's January the 9th now. We need to have a discussion about etiquette, about happy new year, because when is it the... When do you stop saying it? I kind of stopped saying it a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah. I think I was about the I've sixth or seventh. Yeah, I think a week. But and anyway, Happy New Year to you. We haven't done a podcast in 2020, so yay. We can say it um, on this occasion. On this occasion. <laughs> we won't be saying it in February or like September or anything. But a very Happy New Year to you. I hope you're all well and you've recovered from all the cheese, chocolate, alcohol, and just eating whenever you want. Uh, I know I was just full of cheese at one point over uh, Christmas, and certainly chocolate and certainly beer. Uh, the cupboards are now looking bare, so it's time to get back to work, as usual. And the, get fit again. And get. I went to the gym for the first time the other day, and oh, it killed me. It absolutely killed me. Claire's here as well. Um, get fit again. That's only really the endorsement from Claire, to be honest. I'm not even going to try. Uh, you look fit to me, Rob. I, this is why it's... a audio and not visual i see the way you bound up those stairs in this office we've got some very steep stairs in this <laughs> office and you bound up them <laughs> <laughs> she does flatter me i don't i wonder what she's after at times um i, I do bound uh, but then quite often i'm out of breath after finishing bounding that's a great word how many times you can get the word bounding into one sentence but a very happy new year to you claire we're here again we're starting it all over again uh, with a new year of podcast, a new year of news, and uh, very little politics to talk about, which will be a blessed relief to everybody, I'm sure. I don't know what we're going to talk about. What we're going to start off with, I'm going to point you in the direction of being social media. I'm, I'm really going after the social media and the digital aspect of journalism this year. We're going to do a lot more on the website. We've already had a great response from you all. Thank you so much for coming to our website. We've already had, I think, the best week in January we've had for a few years a lot of people uh, finding us online now which is terrific we're going to meet that demand as much as we possibly can by getting more stories on the web as soon as they happen and one of them that broke yesterday afternoon I must point you in the direction it is what do they call it it's a tab on on Facebook, you know, when you can pin it... Oh, you pin it to the top. Mm. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Please, please, please look at it. If you want something to warm your heart already in 2020 and the epitome of the most loveliest news story, we've got it for you. It's there on Facebook. It's pinned to the top. It's the story of little Arlo Clark. Now, Arlo is 10 months old and he was born partially deaf in both of his ears. Mm. Um, very, very sad. Anyone that has a newborn, you want them to be fine and everything, and you want them to be healthy and happy and everything. Very kindly and a very um, big thank you to his parents, um, to Arlo's parents, um, and also the Worcestershire Acute Hospitals NHS Trust. They've released a video. It's 12 seconds of when Arlo hears his mum's voice for the first time. I love videos like this. It is online now, facebook.com, Worcester Observer, if you're not friends with us on there, or if you want to go straight to it, worcesterobserver.co.uk. We have the video, and it is utterly joyous. You don't have to be a parent. You don't even have to like children. 
You don't even have to like human beings, but I defy you not to smile when you just see his little face for the first time here and his mum's voice. It's wonderful. My cousin has just had this done as well. She's 38, 36, 37, 38, around about that age. And she was born profoundly deaf. Mm. Um, she is, When we were children, she could hear like vibrations, very, very yeah. live vibrations. So she was a candidate for this, but it's only now that they've kind of perfected the technique wow. in um, adults as well. And so she, I saw her for the first time a couple of weeks ago, the first time she ever sort of heard us. Yes. And they turn it up very gradually. So yeah. she was still on the first kind of like step of it being turned up, but it was the first time she kind of heard us as cousins and oh. my mom as her auntie and everything. And she said, oh yeah, I can kind of hear. <laughs> um, and it was emotional for that, but I can imagine with little babies well having never heard anything no um and he's cute as anything as well i will i will go on record and say that it's online now please if you just if you've had a rough beat we're all back at work now full time if it's been a long week and you're tired get on social media just have a look at it it will warm your heart and it will get you through the rest of the week we're recording this on thursday so it may be the weekend when you're listening to this but it will get you through the day because it is just utterly joyous. His little face is just gorgeous to see. And we're going to start on a happy new, on a happy news story for a happy new year. Another good story on the front page. Another happy, positive, uplifting news story that's on the front page of the uh, paper. And it's been online since Wednesday uh, as well. Is that a vital lifeline for Worcester dementia sufferers and their families could open its doors after the county and district councils, all six, so I'm not going to name them all, but it includes Worcester City Council, have come together £540,000 scheme to set up dementia meeting centres in each of the areas across Worcestershire, making Worcestershire the first county in the UK to have um, to offer its services to offer such services to its residents. So what, in each... So obviously there's Worcester, there's sort of Redditch, Bromsgrove, well, Witchhaven... That's the hope. hope. Witchhaven, Malvern Hills, Wire Forest. That's it. Okay. Together we've so got we have all got six. it, okay. And so each one of those areas is going to have a dedicated centre where people can just pop in. That's the idea, yes. What a great that's idea. The, that is the hope. There was a trial scheme in Droit, which set up by the University of Worcester's Association for Dementia Studies... I can't believe I got that spot on without even looking at it. Yeah. Halfway through checking that, I was like, that's the wrong title. But no, it is the Association for Dementia Studies. There was a trial set up in Droitwich and in Lempster. Uh, they've proven brilliantly, brilliant lifeline for people suffering with dementia and uh, the families as well. It's a vital lifeline. Because the Droitwich one had classes as well, didn't it? Yes. Things like painting and yeah. that, uh, which went down really so well. A, a social so club it's to a bring social people club, together. Yeah. Oh. Because the one thing I've learned, the one thing, well, the number of things you learn when you uh, have a family member, in this case my mum, with dementia, is actually you put them with other people with dementia, they almost forget about the symptoms. It sparks off, they all start talking. Oh, really? And it's, you know, and people like socialising together. And it's a way of not having sort of the medicalised, the sort of care home, nursing home aspect. It's actually a social club where... Part husband wife or can go socialise and I bet it's lovely for carers to be able to socialise with each other and compare notes yeah. and get good tips and things and prove like that. that they're not alone because yeah. that's the biggest yeah. thing is that they feel they're on their own but when in fact there is a load of people out there caring for a loved one and not making that decision to put them into a care home because you understandably you don't want to oh I love this until idea until it's too late but that is going 
£540,000. The money has come from the um, 75% business rate pilot, which means 75% of all the business rates in Worcestershire it can now be kept by Worcestershire County Council rather than being sent to the government. It's a pilot scheme. It's worked successfully, so it's going to fund it. And as uh, Dawn, Professor Dawn Brooker, the associate, uh, director of the Association of Dementia Studies, says, we believe Worcestershire could be a real game-changer. If this is a successful model, why shouldn't the local authorities? So this is not just Worcestershire. This could be rolled out across the whole of the United Kingdom, which would be a major boost in the efforts to tackle adult social care and actually ease the burden. And what a pioneering county we are. It is fantastic. It's a terrific start um, to the new year and worthy of something that I wanted to put on the front page this week. And, of course, you can read it online. And an ongoing story that um, is in the paper, but also you can follow online and we're keeping up to date of it as much as we possibly can is uh, Worcester Warriors lock Michael Fatialofa who remains in a serious condition in hospital after surgery to relieve pressure on his spine following a clash at the weekend he was playing for Worcester Warriors against Saracens at Allianz Park uh, and was tackled went to the ground and uh, suffered a neck, neck and spinal injury and was treated on the pitch for around 15 minutes. Wow. Uh, very worrying, but he's had surgery to relieve the swelling and pressure on his spine. Remains in a serious condition, but he's in the best possible hands. And to anyone that from Warriors that's listening, we wish him all the very best. And it, if you want to read the story, it's online. Now, Alan Solomons, the director of rugby, uh, revealed just how popular Michael is at the club as well, and we wish him well. Uh, for a recovery and it just seems Warriors players do seem to get some quite serious injuries we had Cornel Dupree who had a very serious injury as well so it just a reminder that well, rug- rugby is rugby I mean, is a very dangerous yeah, very game dangerous, isn't it? Uh, but we wish him all the best and hopefully he's back on the pitch uh, very uh, very very soon another good I'm going to keep going with the positive stories a major four and a half million pound revamp of Worcester's historic Worcester um, Victorian railway arches has moved a step closer because the planning permission, the planning applications going in. These are the arches down by the hive. You can't miss them. They're huge for a start, but also very historic. KKE Architects, together with the City Council, together uh, with the Arches Worcester Project, wants to convert them all into business venues mm. or arts venues. Uh, and I think it'd be a terrific idea. You can take a look at some of the pictures now on WorcesterObserver.co.uk of what the proposals actually look like. I think it's a terrific idea. Great use of space. Why did they used to, in those days, build lots of arches like that? I have no idea. Maybe oh, no. a maybe a listener can. I'm only just. I've never really thought about it. No. I, I drive past there all the time, and I'm always just taking it for granted but looking at the picture in the paper i'm like why why i mean they're terrific they're beautiful and what they? i like about this scheme more than anything is that it's not taking away it's not really taking away from the arches the arches are there you're almost just filling them in yeah adding so yeah. the the landmark another of the city's great landmarks will remain and it'll be added to well i remember when i was a kid they were um a little bit derelict and i remember mm. that people used to go and it used to be a bit of a graffiti area and yeah. you know you get skateboarders and that there and it would always be a bit of the dodgy area that you really, really <laughs> yeah. want to be in at night but now it's really cleaned up and very smart and this will just make it super smart i think it's absolutely terrific um it's a wonderful idea and that area 
it just needs something one more thing because you've got the university campus you've got the hive mm-hmm. i'm sure this is going to look terrific and it's going to mean that whole area is just going to look modern fresh vibrant and it's going to attract a lot of people to worcester which is always always very important i don't know where i'm going to go next um there's That's a nice paper this week again rob Lots well, of lovely positive news stories. I'm loving this positivity. Yeah, we're, we're going to start off with positive because it's too easy to talk down about things. Um, one th- um, I don't even know where I'm going to go. What, what was your editor's comment this week? I always look forward to your editor's comment. I haven't read it yet this week. I think, I, what was it? It was a, the element of po- positivity as well because a new year and a new decade. Uh, although, you have, have you seen the arguments that somebody's making that the decade doesn't start till 2021 technically oh yeah i've heard about that i'm not sure it does because we've got we've changed the letter we've changed the number in front so mm. to, it's, a new, it's the 20s it's the roaring it? 20s now yeah. uh, i don't know if we're all going to become flapper girls and start doing the charleston every five <laughs> minutes um but it gives us a chance to write a new page for ourselves but and the city as a whole um, it's time to make new memories, new achievements, and whilst remembering those that, you know, are sadly no longer with us. I mean, I was reflecting the tens, if you like. I hate that, but I, the last decade. Talk. I didn't realise until I sat down on New Year's Eve and sort of thought about the last decade. Talk about a decade of two halves. Mm. In the first half, I got married to my lovely wife. I passed my driving test. I bought my own home. And I became a father. So pretty much everything on life's big sort of ticks I achieved in half a decade. Mm. Second half of the decade, I lose my mum. I lose people very close to me and saw a lot of people that I really care about suffer with a lot of ill health. Mm. So it just it's staggering that how things can go. And I never realised how much I packed into the first half of the decade. Yeah. And I consider myself a little bit laid back, a little bit slovenly. You know, not really a go-getter when I did actually an awful lot in the first half. Uh, and I'm not a great fan of resolutions, to be honest, because I can't get to the end of January before one uh, usually falls by the way. So I'd, I'll be honest with you. That's in my editor's comment, I say the end of January. To be honest, it's the end of the first week in January before a resolution usually <laughs> goes by the wayside. Do you, do you ever do dry January? No. Oh, see, I'm doing dry January. I, I, I do it every year. I just can't. to Just to, I mean, I don't really drink, um, I don't drink spirits ever. I don't really like the taste of spirits, but I love my wine. Yeah. I love a nice glass of white wine. And so, but, so every year I try and do dry January and just not drink wine at all or well, no alcohol in January. And to be honest, I, I, I really like it. It mm. kind of resets my system and it proves to me that I can still do it. <laughs> you know, any, any January that I can't get through, I'll suddenly start worrying about myself. But um, I, I quite like resolutions yeah. in a way. I, it, it's not, I like them and I've got no problem with people doing them at all. Believe me, this is not sort of, oh, they're all rubbish. It's just the fact I can't do them. Mm. So there's no point in me actually trying to maybe, set myself. Maybe you're perfect already. I'm not. I'm You've far got nothing, from, <laughs> nothing I'm far to from improve. Perfect. And it's funny you mentioned dry January that I'm not doing it. And my first thought was I couldn't do it. And I think I said it, I couldn't do it. I actually went nine months without a drink when my wife did was you? pregnant. Oh, oh, so you did that with her? Yeah. What a lovely husband you are to do that. Well, everyone says that. I, it, to me it just seemed like yeah. uh, the most sensible thing to do but I had a load of people going oh that's so lovely of you I thought yeah. did you ever smoke have you ever smoked 
I, I used to smoke in te- it was about 10 it was 10 years ago that I gave up cigarettes on January the 1st so sometimes oh. it's a nice way to see I never have apart from once when I was very very drunk right and for some reason I thought it was a good idea but I started coughing immediately I never have my mum and dad gave it when I was younger mm. and I've, I don't really like it mm. but again I'm trying to the one thing I'm trying to embrace is that other people have, if they've got voices I'm not going to lecture anybody no each to each to your own this everyone's year. got their thing haven't they yeah, i always I, think the people who preach the most are often the people who have the most vices i i seriously believe that I, yeah i could I yeah do. i i fear that at times i i have been sort of i don't like this and i'm like well look at your own look at yourself mm. before you look at other people so i don't do resolutions but one thing i do think we all need to be is kinder in 2020 we need to be more tolerant in 2020, we need to go back and rediscover the virtue of disagreeing with our fellow journey, with our fellow traveller on life's journey, without providing and resorting to these juvenile character assassinations. That was very poetic. Uh, it started in my mind poetic. It ended up as a garbled mess. But hey, regular listeners, you'll know it's always a garbled mess when I'm speaking. So no, it's very true. We do need to be kinder to each other and um, just more tolerant and just accept people for who they are. Hmm. I don't care. You know, I mean, the Liberal Democrat MP. Sorry to stray into politics a little. You bit. couldn't resist it, could you? Layla, <laughs> Layla Moran came out as pansexual. Now I had to immediately look at what pansexual oh, actually please, meant. Please inform me because I'm. I'm not really sure about it. I, it's something you, I think you need to Google. Okay. Because uh, the sort of various different explanations of it, hmm. but it's a, it's a type of sexuality. Mm. And the amount of people like, oh, oh, I don't want to hear about this. And then the people taking the mick on social media, like, well, I'm just coming out as straight and it's a big decision for me. Really? Really? If you're going to post that when somebody, you know, we should, we sadly still are in an era when somebody's sexuality is still something to really, a big thing for them to confront. It shouldn't be. Everyone should be able to go, I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm whatever. Hmm. They should be able to do that, but it is still a big thing because there is still this societal pressure on people. And she, she came out as pansexual. I've just Googled it, and it is the sexual romantic or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. So it's basically just yeah. you could love anyone. 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 Anyone, okay. regardless. I think, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't the world be a better place if we were all like that? If we yeah. were all pansexual, <laughs> it would probably be a lot well, nicer I think place. it's personal <laughs> interest. I mean, mm. I, <laughs> I love my wife dearly. Uh, I've, no interest, I've no interest in men, but... Equally, I've got no problem with anybody that wants, you know, wants to be that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's if you're happy. The only thing in life you need to be is happy. Mm. That's the only label you need to apply to yourself. I am happy. And if you achieve that, whatever means you want to, good. Good for you. Um, so has she been given a hard time because she's come out as pansexual? Well, there's a lot of... I'm, I'm taking it a lot from social media, and it's not a great opinion former. Hmm. Uh, but the, I saw a couple of... I quite vul, to me, quite vulgar tweets of people saying, oh, just in, in response to that news, I just want to come out and say that uh, I'm, I want to announce that I'm uh, straight, and it's been a re- very tough time for me, but I'm happy to announce that I'm straight. Hmm. I thought... It's quite insulting because I think if you're straight in this life, you haven't got any pressure. Mm. And, you know, 
I think it's quite insulting and demeaning to anybody that is in the LGBTQ plus... LGBTQ plus as well. The plus is very important because Mm. I learnt over Christmas that the plus means all the others. Right. Because Mm. obviously if they added every acronym, it would be LGBT... Mm. There'd be every letter of the alphabet. Um, But I think it's quite insulting to the uh, members of the community... You know, if you, you sort of take the mick in such a way, saying, oh, I'm straight and it's a difficult decision. No, you haven't had to live with an inch of what anybody in that community has had to endure. Mm. And it's insulting. Don't do not do that. It's horrible. Yeah, we should just all accept each other. For, I don't care. Yeah, I, I really I'm, don't care. I'm with you there, Rob. Totally. I really don't care at all. But going forward, look, 365 days are in a year. Oh, no, 366 this year because we've got a leap year. Oh, we had a leap year. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, it's the easiest year because the easiest way to remember it is does the year divide by four? Oh, it's, oh okay. And 2020 divides by four yeah. brilliantly. Oh, okay. Oh, it's quite a helpful you've year. You've taught this. me something now. Yeah. Um, so we've got 366 days uh, this year. Not all of them are going to be happy. You're not going to have 366 happy days. There's going to be down days. Work through the bad ones. Focus on what matters to you and be happy. That's all that you need to worry about. And someone told me recently, um, some of your best days haven't happened yet. No. So in front of us all, we're going to have some of the best days of our lives. We just don't don't know know, about them yet. You don't know where the future is going to take you. Exactly. And that's one of the benefits of having children is um, (laughs) every day is an adventure for them. And if I certainly... I took an extended break. This is why we're recording this not in the first, technically the first week in January, but the first full week, because I had a bit of a longer holiday. And I had a week at home with my five-year-old, which is always an education. I bet it's a rest getting back to work, isn't it? No, it's always always an education. I spent a day with my five-year-old niece, and I was exhausted at the end of that. Oh, yeah, they've got endless energy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, how do people do this every single day? But anyone, any, any parent will tell you, you know, pack the day, exhaust them in the day, because then they'll sleep all night then. Oh, that's what I did. That's where I went wrong. I sent her back to her mum at night. She had the easy that's time. The I, I that's was the luxury of being an auntie, you see. Yeah. Um, I, where are we going to go next? Um, I'm wondering what we're doing. This is... Have we got any good sports stories let's this have, week? Let's have a good, let's have a good sports like story. Good it's a good sports story. By the way, it will improve. Claire and I were just saying off air, you know, we're getting back into the swing of things. So... The normal podcast will probably resume next week and not, less of the umming and ahhing and all the uncertainty, but we will do a bit of sport. That's right. I'm glad. This is why Claire's here, to keep me on the straight <laughs> and narrow. Worcester Warriors resume their European Challenge Cup adventures this weekend when they welcome NSI STM from Russia uh, to Six Ways. Big game for Worcester Warriors. Obviously, despite the news of Michael Fatialofa's Injury. Uh, they scored more than 50 points in Russia to win the first game in the competition. Uh, November time, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was in November. And it's a crunch game, really, because if they win, they're really back in contention for qualification from the group. Six Ways is going to be packed. This is the first of three games at Six Ways in January. It's NSI STM this weekend, then Castra Olympique next Friday the 17th of January and at the end of the month Wasps come to visit Six Ways in the Gallagher Premiership as well so great chance to go and see some top class rugby at Six Ways uh, this January and a welcome, warm welcome as well to Billy Searle the new signing who will join from Wasps at the end of the season another new face through the doors at Six Ways and a very good look as well 
to Worcester City. They were rained off last night after the monsoon that hit Bromsgrove. And I can say it was a monsoon because I was driving home in it uh, last night. The monsoon hit Bromsgrove to cancel their game against the Worcester Raiders in the Smedley Crook Memorial Cup. Uh, waterlogged pitch was the reason for that but hopefully the weather will dry up because on Sunday they welcome Coventry United to the Victoria ground in the last 32 of the FA Vars this is the first time Worcester City have been in the last latter stages of an FA competition since the year 2000 oh wow one win against Coventry United, well, that will take them through to the last 16, and they will only be four games from Wembley then, which would be a terrific achievement for the football club and a much-needed boost for the club, who learnt over Christmas that they are coming home. Oh, I was about to say, have we got any news on that? It looks like an outline agreement has been reached to them to go to Clains Lane. Everyone in Worcester will know that it's the Worcester Raiders ground or the Worcestershire FA ground, which is going to be redeveloped in time for August. So hopefully Worcester City will be back home. And so will they share it? They will share it with the Raiders. Mean, for the Raiders for the meantime. Uh, but still hope of their own ground still. But the whole the first process, getting them back to the city, that looks to have been achieved. You're going to have to excuse me because I'm pretty rubbish on sport. But the Worcester Raiders, are they on a whole different league? They're in a different league, yes. Okay, so Another, it's not like they're big competitors in the same... Oh, there's a rivalry. It was Things mm. were a bit testy last night when the cancellation Worcester Raiders were putting out things that um, the pitch was perfectly playable and oh. there was a lot of social media rivalry going on. Oh, right, okay. And um, on a sporting theme as well, another positive sporting theme, I'm glad I turned in because otherwise I would have missed this and it would have been very, very wrong. Congratulations to the Worcester Wolves. They have reached the BBL Cup, the British Basketball League Cup final. They will play Bristol Flyers at the... at uh, Where do they play at... Arena Birmingham, that's it, whatever. Remember, it used to be the LG Arena Mm. or the NEC Arena if you go back that far. But it's Arena Birmingham. They play that 26th of January. They've reached reached a cup final. Very, very good. They beat Leicester Riders on aggregate to reach the final. And they've got a very good chance of winning because I think they beat the Bristol Flyers in the qualification stages amazing do um worcester wolves have people from america come over and play yeah, them because are. i i um saw and heard a couple of seven foot tall yes. guys walking through worcester the other day <laughs> and Quite i was possibly and i was thinking oh they look like basketball players i'm gonna have to try and go they and see a game two, i think certainly but two. they had american accents and i was thinking oh i wonder what they're doing cortez edwards is an american and he was he came in over the summer i wouldn't know their heights but yeah. yes you're right basketball players they're normally they're about seven tall, tall. all about seven tall. foot eight <laughs> foot tall yeah. and it makes me laugh they're that tall then they still jump to reach the basket yeah i'd yeah. be like just stretch my arm and just plop it in exactly yeah um i did watch a little bit about basketball's a fascinating sport christmas day there was 12 hours of it it's so quick isn't it it's so quick literally they're one end and like they've had about four strides and they're like putting it yeah. in the basket the other end terrific sport i completely i haven't got any room though to actually get take on any more sport in my life though it's cricket football and it's the nfl and uh, the nfl playoffs this weekend as well some late nights for me again but the, the super bowl's coming isn't it is your three team weeks. i know you're a big nfl um, american football supporter is your team in the super bowl this year no or? we're not going to be there we haven't made the playoffs sadly uh our quarterback andrew look retired before the season started uh with a long running long running injuries and we miss number 12 very very much any colts nation fans out there will agree with me 
completely, but we're down to the divisional round now, which is the last two, four, six, the last eight teams. Okay, that's pretty uh, good. And the top eight uh, to make it through. And then next week, the winners of that, the, there's games Sky Sports Action on Saturday night into Sunday morning. There's another game in the early hours of Sunday morning, and then Sunday night there's two more games. I'm not going to get the order because I forgot what the order is and I'm not going to say it, but on Sky Sports Action, do watch it or the NFL show on BBC Two on a Tuesday night. We are well, well served for um, NFL shows in this country or if I may recommend Inside the Huddle, Sky Sports Action, Wednesday nights at nine or the podcast with Neil Reynolds and Jeff Reinbold. Terrific listen. And if you want to learn about the game, please do... You can... you can just dip in and out, and you'll pick up. A, you'll pick a load of it up. Well, I will watch the Super Bowl this year because Beyonce is performing at halftime. Well, yes, and you've <laughs> there's got, another reason. <laughs> well, I've never. I was staggered because I always used to watch the Super Bowl, and I never watched the whole thing. And then one year, I thought, right, instead of just watching the Super Bowl, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to find a team to support, which I did. The Indianapolis Colts. One thing that absolutely staggers me: if you think you've seen a sporting event in this country you ain't no it's got nothing on the super bowl it's a sporting contest mixed with a live concert and yeah it's got fireworks, fireworks it's got yeah music i mean in half time the half time break is about 20 minutes yeah they managed to build a stage get a load of performers out let the crowd in to watch a chosen musician in this case beyonce perform Mm. Do it like a 10-minute set and put all the energy in and get everybody raging and really sort of up... Not raging, that's the wrong <laughs> word. <laughs> Everyone partying. Oh, and then they've still got time to take the whole stage down again. Yeah. And then before you know it, a game of NFL has broken out again. It's staggering how they it do it. It is insane. They had a question the other night on who wants to be a millionaire and it was something like, I'm, I'm going to get all these figures wrong, but it was like, on an average American football game, how much live play is... Oh. And I'm not joking, Rob, though. It was about seven minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so quick and so, so fast, quick, yeah. but it's so tactical as well, so they'll just yeah. stop, start, charge, stop, rearrange, yeah. charge, yeah. stop, rearrange. And it is just... Um, I took my parents, I think I told you, on yeah. a previous podcast, down to see the NFL in London. Now they've... The um, Raiders-Bears game, Yeah, that was it. now they've got a um, stadium in... We've got a stadium here in London. Um, and my parents, I don't think they were that kind of excited about it but they they couldn't believe it they came away and now they are massive mm. football fans they yeah. just love american football and they were saying it is the most exciting sports spectacle they've ever seen because it was just so powerful and start stop start stop but yeah. It, it yeah it was just such an experience I, I i get it a lot of people won't like it because it is so stop start i mean it's not like a game of premier league football in this country where it's 90 minutes of you know, full throttle. It does stop and start. But that's kind of what makes it exciting. But it's incredibly the, tactical. And all the forwards then, no. after they've tried to make up their yards, they'll all go off and it's all defence yeah. on. And then... Well, and to def- be honest, if you like seeing really tough tackling, mm. there's no better sport for it because some of the hits that people endure, I mean, it's like, it's like if a brick wall grew legs and ran at you. Yeah. Um, but... And they'll play music... In between yeah. all the plays, so so there's almost like little concerts going on. But it on. is worth it is worth a fortune 
I mean, it's, it's four quarters of 15 minutes, but the games take over three hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's staggering when you think they're four quarters of 15 minutes, so it should take an hour. It takes three times as long. But the technology's there, the tactics there, the storylines off every game, and some of the skill involved is just supreme at times. I, I can't commit it to it enough. Delve into it if you just. The Super Bowl will be on BBC Two because there is a deal to show it on terrestrial as well as Sky. You don't need Sky uh, to watch the Super Bowl. Dip into it. You'll find you enjoy it. Do we have any American football teams here in Worcester? We've had them on the podcast, the Worcestershire, Worcestershire Black Knights. Oh, of course. Uh, we're going to talk to them about coming on in 2020 and see if we can have another... We did have them on, and there was a lot of talk about the NFL and very little about the Black Knights themselves. So we're going to rectify that a little bit and try and get them on in the new year, part of some other guests. And that will lead me on nicely, because one thing I want to do with the podcast is promote um, on you coming on as a guest. So if you are a local group, club, sports club, you name it, if you something in Worcester and you need the promotion and you want to come on and talk about it, get in touch, editor at worcesterobserver.co.uk, and you could be on here. It's nothing. It's no interrogation. You're not going to face a Paxman-style interrogation or anything. It's just a great way of promoting it. If you want to, please don't hesitate. Get in touch, and we'll sort out a time. If you can get over here to Redditch, we will get you on, and we will spread the word about your cause, your club, your charity. Your We've already covered politicians, the Worcester Food Bank. We've had Worcester City on. We've had Worcester... Saxons. Worcester Saxons on as well. We've had Worcestershire Pride on as well, uh, which was, I have to say, one of my highlights of 2019 was having Andre Roberts on. He was a fantastic... He, he, was he, needs to, he needs to be a commentator or a <laughs> host or something, doesn't he? Because he was such a good talker. He was... And I learned a lot about the, communi- the, the community involved, which was great as well. I, the, another thing why you should come on as well, try and help me learn something, because it's always great when I learn something, because I'm never too old, even though I turned 38 in a fortnight. Um... I'm getting old now, folks. I'll be honest with you. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know it. You sound it. Um, but do come on or get in touch with us. There's a link that goes up every Wednesday during Worcestershire Hour on uh, Twitter as well. Follow that link as well. I'm going to try and be a lot more responsive to our social media accounts this year. I do let it fall by the wayside, doing all the things that we need to do. But I'm going to try and be more proactive as part of my mission to really dominate. Uh, There's your resolution. You have got one. Well, it's more of a work pledge, really. <laughs> it's not going to improve my life personally. <laughs> you never um, know. But no, it's absolutely terrific. We want to do so much more this year, and we can't do it without you. So thank you so much to you. We wish you all a very, very happy new year. But until next week, thank you so much for listening. Do get in touch with any stories. If you want to be a guest, find us on social media. Visit the website. Do keep bringing us um, hits to the website. We appreciate everything you do for us, and we hope... You enjoy the content we put out. But until next week, I think we're done here. Bye-bye. <laughs>